All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of What's What BR. Today we have Michelle McCure with us today. Michelle, how are you? I'm good. I'm good, Brandon. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for coming. It's not every day we get somebody, you know, from the American Lung Association. So it's, we're glad you can make some time for us and talk about some important things, especially this time of, you know, where we are. Um, so tell me, you know, give me, for anybody who doesn't know, kind of what's your day-to-day? What are you doing over at the American Lung Association? So my role, I'm a, a national director for uh, tobacco programs, and my role is working with our youth initiatives in particular. So we've been working with our uh, youth um, tobacco intervention programs and cessation programs, so programs that help the youth recognize what nicotine dependence is and steps that they can take to overcome that nicotine dependence and, and learn how to be able to quit and quit successfully. So over the last year or two, uh, we have uh, launched a couple of, of new programs, really not new programs, but updated programs. And uh, we've been putting those in, into place. Um, obviously, there's a, a strong need for that. Um, with all the vaping and everything else going on out there, it's very important for us to address this, not only with our students, but help to support schools and families as well. Uh, so I've noticed that's becoming the trend. It used to be the no smoking sign. Now it's no smoking, no vaping. You know, it's you're having to kind right. of get that message out because not everybody gets it. But I still find right. it funny sometimes people... I don't know. I guess I can't, you know, I'm a reformed smoker, unfortunately, but it's, uh, I did, I went from the smoking to the vaping and then now I'm done. I think I'm about to be like five years removed, you know, from all of it. So I told somebody the other day I went to, uh, I was down at the beach and I walked out on the balcony just one night and like reached in my pocket and I was like, didn't even, I thought I was like going to go grab, you know, a pack to be honest with you. And it was just kind of that, where did that come from? Yeah. I haven't done that in, you know, five or it's six years. It's ingrained in your brain back in the recesses of, I've heard lots of stories of, of folks that are former smokers that same thing. First thing in the morning, they wake up and they reach on their nightstand, even though they maybe have been quit for five or 10 years, you know, trying to reach for that, you know, cigarette or reach for their, yeah, their tobacco. So, so, so tell me, you guys have, you know, kind of really running, you know, this, this vaping is kind of one of the things I wanted to talk about, you know, today and with some of the schools, you know, kind of tell me a little more kind of where that, you know, where you guys are with that. Sure. Well, excited to share that right now we are, we've just launched actually our Bakery Schools Initiative. We have a scholarship fund uh, that's taking place right now that we are looking for folks to um, support um, and, and help remove ba- barriers for schools that want to implement evidence-based programs. So this campaign is to help raise funds to offset the cost of the facilitator training and get facilitators trained in schools and in communities where they're so desperately needed to be able to help students be able to, to quit when they're ready. So is that, you know, I may be asking like obvious questions, but is the, when I was in school, you know, it was the, you know, people were, you know, smoking cigarettes, you know, is now, is, is vaping the cool thing? You know, I guess the kids think, or they think it is the thing now, or is it kind of, it's a little bit of both. So, you know, I've been in this, I've been in my role for 20 years. And when I first started, our, our rates of t- 
tobacco use, when I say tobacco use in the sense of really with smoking for teens, we're upwards of, you know, 40% for youth. Um, we're starting to see the vaping rates climb like that. The cigarette use has gone down quite a, quite a bit, but it's still there. We're seeing the youth vaping rates go up very quickly. So it's alarming, but it's also some of the same trends, the tobacco industry and the influence that they have, and some of the same reasons that teens smoked years ago are, in a lot of ways, some of the same reasons now that they're vaping. There's that social factor. Their friends are doing it, or they think all of their friends are doing it. They think it's cool. They think it's trendy. You know, the new vaping products are very tech savvy, and a lot of the students think they're harmless and think that, uh, you know, they're kind of fun and different. It's like, it's not my parents' cigarette. It's something different and cool for me to use. So there's a lot of mistruths out there about what teens understand about vaping. And that's one of the things that we aim to do is help get them the education and information to understand that vaping is harmful, uh, that vaping, in fact, is using a tobacco product. And so, um, and, and they're susceptible to the same kind of addiction or nicotine dependence that they are if they use, just like they would if they were using cigarettes. So, in, in fact, a number of youth that will start vaping eventually do go on to become multi-tobacco product use users. So they may start off vaping and then at some point may not have access to any cigarette or e-juice or whatever they need to operate their device and may instead turn to other types of tobacco like combustible cigarettes or chewing tobacco because it's more accessible and it fulfills that, that need for nicotine. And that's, I guess that's, you know, I guess part of or one big chunk I would assume of the problem is that I think a lot of people have gotten the message that, you know, the smoking and the tobacco is bad, you know, and you shouldn't mm -hmm. do it, but they've somehow yeah. replaced this, and I talk about this a lot on different topics. There's this void of knowledge and people, just the way the human brain works, they're going to fill the void with whatever they want. Right. You know, it's, I use the example that you, a lot of times you'll have, you know, a company and you'll have an employee or an employer. And then the employees think that the employer is just lining their basement with gold bricks every night because they don't, they don't know how much money the company's making, but they assume they're going to fill that void with, whatever they want to feel or whatever that they've heard through or any reference. And so I would think, and this is non-researched, but it was like, you know, cigarettes, you know, we kind of beat that horse that that's bad. And then there was this right. window or this pocket of time where vaping came out and people were like, Oh, well, vaping's not bad, you know? And then now we kind of learned that no vaping is bad, you know, for you but you're having to fight against the, well, no, this is, I, I made the right choice. I did the smart thing. And it's like, no, you didn't because you weren't informed. Right. <laughs> to your point, there were, there are, there are youth today that would never pick up a cigarette to begin with it. You know, they, they understand and know that smoking a cigarette is, is bad for you. So they would never dream of picking it up. But in many cases, they don't think twice about picking up a vaping product because they, kind of trust it or they've seen on social media, there's a lot of social media influencers out there or use of it on, you know, on TV and the movies or again on social media. So they, they think everybody else is doing it. They misunderstand that they just think it's, it's water vapor and it is not just water vapor. There are harmful chemicals in there. 
and um, they can, in fact, become addicted. So it, it, it does take some education, like you said, to fill in that void to help them understand, um, you know, the, the harms and the dangers of, of vaping so that they don't start or don't continue and then don't go on to experience a lifelong addiction to nicotine. So, and I think that's the important point. I had this conversation with somebody not too long ago. They were like, oh, well, no, it's just, it's, it's water vapor. It's vaping. That's why the name, I'm like, that's the marketing play. You know, that's the spin that, you know, this is just vapor. And I remember that was, you know, and I mean, I, like I said, I, I vape for a while. And that's how, you know, it's kind of how I got, it was like, oh, well, this is so much better for me than a cigarette. This is how I'm going to, you know, move and I'm going to get away from it. It's just vape, vapor, hence the term vaping. And Mm-hmm. Now it's like, but I had to have this kind of, I finally had to like, I finally was like, so I was like, wait a minute. I looked at the buddy of mine that I was talking to. I was like, look, if it's just water, then why are you buying these? Why are you dropping? Like I used to do it too. I used to go buy, but like, if it's just water, why aren't you just filling it up in the sink? And he's like, oh, well, no, but this, it's a flavor. I'm like, well, what's in the flavor? Like start to get to ask these like, well, what's in the, what made the flavor? Like, is it, you know, like the flavor is not, you didn't pick it up at the produce stand. It's not like organic. It didn't come out of the ground. It's not, you know, great for you. So right. it's a bunch of chemicals, right? So, you, I, you know, it took a while. You kind of got like, yeah, I guess you're right, maybe. And it's like, yeah, people need to do real research and find this out and not go, I say this at least three times a week, like don't get your news and your research from Facebook. Right. <laughs> so. Right. Very, very true. Very, very true. You know that the 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 vapor is made up of a, a number of different chemicals, and even you had talked about the flavorings, which is very appealing for our youth today. So you know those flavors. Um, well, let me back up at, at first and say, vaping products are not regulated, so they they can put things into those flavors, those e juices um, that we may not even know about, and they'll talk about those flavors as being food safe. Well, they're safe for food if you ingest them as, as a flavoring in ice cream or, a, you know, a flavoring in, in something else. But to inhale it into your lungs in a place that is not used to those kinds of chemicals. Um, there's also propylene glycol, which is like a, 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 also an, a, a, something that's added to, to food that, um, you know, also complicates how your lungs absorb different things. So lots of different chemicals in there. There's heavy metals that happen as a result of the burning of the e-cigarette. There are metal coils in there, and every time it's heated to a certain extent, some of that metal actually ends up in, in the vapor that they're inhaling or the aerosol. We really try not to refer to as, as vaping. We refer to it as aerosol because that's what it is. It contains those other, those other components. I would also add, you know, kind of furthermore, the tobacco industry is is really kind of interesting to look at because the same tactics that they used when trying to entice people 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago um, with, you know, marketing campaigns and everything else, they're at their same tricks again. They have a newer audience. They use fresher messages, but they're and they're using social media. But in fact, most of or many of the, the major um, electronic uh, nicotine delivery devices, if you want to call them, the ends or the e-cigarettes, are actually manufactured by the tobacco industry because they saw what was happening with the people who were using combustible tobacco and went, oh, wait, here we have a new product, a new resource. And I think from the get-go, sent information out through social media channels and, and spread the word that it 
you know, that it is just vapor or that it was vaping. That was a term that I think they coined and rather than talking about it as being an electronic cigarette because people hear cigarette and think, oh, that's not good. But if we say vaping, maybe it is just vapor. So they've used, they're, they're, they're great at that game. They've used their, their, their techniques that they've known for, for years and put them into action with a new twist. Yeah, no, it's, you talked about, you know, inhaling it, it was, came to mind. It's like, you know, yeah, the, you know, my water bottle is safe, right? There's nothing wrong with my water bottle, but I don't want to light it on fire and inhale, the, you know, the fumes from my plastic water bottle. Like, it wouldn't do that. <laughs> yep. So, Anything that light on fire or heat up and inhale into your lungs is not natural, right? Yeah. So, no, well, so, true. so the program that you guys, you know, if we talk about that for a little bit, a little bit of time we've got left, you know, the what is how does this help the schools like so it's you know the scholarship program is it what can they do like if we've got you know a teacher says look i've got some time i believe in this you know where do they go what do they get how does it or is it you know is there downloads you know, what is it? how do we put it into action sure sure um so lots of information you can find lots of information about um and, and i can share the links with you too to our our website lung.org and if you, you'll find pages on there for how to help someone quit. You'll find specific pages for how to help teens quit. So our Vape Free Schools initiative, the, the programs that are near and dear to my heart, um, really is kind of an umbrella of our intervention and our cessation program. So I'll start, um, if I can, uh, talking mm -hmm. a little bit about the in-depth program, and then I'll segue into, into the NOT program. So our in-depth program is intervention. It's a long name, so we just call it in-depth. Intervention for Nicotine Dependence, Education, Prevention, Tobacco, and Health. All of that to say, it is an alternative to suspension program and an intervention program. So it is available for adults to become trained as facilitators in schools or in community settings. And it's used as an alternative to suspension or alternative to citation. We were finding that a lot of students, when they got caught, the schools didn't know what to do with them, and so they'd suspend them, have them out of school, and then they could do what they wanted when they wanted to. Instead of offering that punitive approach, we offer the in-depth program so that teens can understand more about the truths around tobacco use, including vaping, as well as other tobacco products. But we want them to learn the truth, understand what nicotine addiction or nicotine dependence is, and possibly in all likelihood recognize that nicotine dependence that they're experiencing and why they're feeling the way they do and have the cravings that they do. And we want to give them hope then for what can you do to change this and, and what are the skills that you need to, to develop and how can you put together a quit plan to be able to, to help. So again, the in-depth program is an intervention program, but also an education program to help students who have got, who, who've been caught or have violated their school policy, or maybe it's a, a code violation for athletics or something else. And rather than punishing the students, let's help educate them and provide some information to them. So that's, no, that's... the in-depth Stop there and see if you have some questions. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I'm just kind of thinking my own life. Like I said, I'm not, you know, shamed house you know, I smoked and I can remember, you know, and I never thought about it, but part of the problem I can imagine for schools would be, I never got in trouble. I never was, I never went in the bathroom 
you know, and smoked. So I never technically was ever breaking any rules. Like I didn't smoke on campus, you know, I did sports, wasn't supposed to, you know, but at the end of the day, what I did get, like I would get, you know, or I would attempt to, or they kind of attempted to get me in trouble. I would come to school and it would be like, you smell like smoke, you know? And it was like, I'm in trouble for what I smell like. And then, you know, like I remember there was another kid, you know, and he was like, my parents smoked in the car on the way to school. You know, what do you want me to do? I don't even smoke. Like, so it's kind of like, how do you, you, nobody broke a rule, you know? So how can you, you know, what do you do or how do you do it? If it didn't happen on campus, if it didn't, there's that whole debate. But then at the end of the day, it's almost like I never understood the rule of like, if you skip school, you're suspended and don't, you know, don't come to school. Your punishment is to not come to school. Exactly. The punishment doesn't fit the crime to where it's like, you know, Hey, instead of, you know, and I'll say this, I think, you know, this mother, this might get me in some, you know, hot water, or maybe, you know, my mother, but like, I got a call, you know, one time and they, you know, they called her in about, you know, this. And I remember she looked and she looked at him and said, well, you know what, you know, we're going to, I'm going to do the best I can to help him get through this. But if it's the worst thing he ever does in his life, I think he'll be all right. You know, not that it condoning it or it was okay, but it was, there needs to, there shouldn't, you know, you're not going to get anywhere if you've got a 15 year old kid and you tell them, you know, your mind can't comprehend the negative space. I watched some information, you know, if I tell you right now, don't think of an elephant. The only thing you're doing is thinking of an elephant. If I tell you don't smoke a cigarette, you know, you right. can't do that anymore. And you're going to tell it to a teenager. It's like, oh, really? Watch, you know, this is what I can do. As soon as I'm off your campus and, you know, driving away, there's nothing you can do about it. Where maybe the answer is where you guys have now is let's educate. And let's go through some programs instead of, you know, beating you up over it. It's like, hey, maybe if we educate you well enough, you know, you'll make the decision on your own that maybe this isn't the greatest. And if you need help, that's what we're here for. That's what I'm hearing out of it. Is that kind of the right? That, that, that certainly is a part of it. I think the other, the other thing is that these vaping products are, are discreet. So they don't necessarily leave behind a, a, a big plume of the cigarette smoke smell that is associated with smoking. So, so you may not see that. Um, and, and teens have been known to, to use a, an e-cigarette and blow it in their sleeve. So there's no, you know, no appearance of it. It's very small. It looks uh, oftentimes many of them, and they come in all different shapes and sizes these days, many of which um, look like commonly used devices. They look like a pen or they look like a USB device. So parents and, and staff may not even recognize those devices. And in some cases, they're being used right in the classroom or they're being used when they're, you know, in the, you know, they go down the hall into the restroom and, and it's not discovered as easily. But I think that, you know, as, as teachers or as parents, you can look for signs that your student might be um, experiencing nicotine withdrawals, their, their lack of concentration, um, that kind of edginess, the, the, you know, not being able to focus because that nicotine dependence really influences their learning. It influences their behavior. It, it, it influences a lot. So it may not be outward that you, that they're being caught, but a lot of the, the teacher can recognize or the staff can recognize when a student is experiencing those kind of withdrawal I, symptoms I, or I never like thought of it. I really mm -hmm. never thought of it. I can remember as a, you know, young teenager, you know, 
going into the woods and like taking my shirt off and, you know, walking so far away. So I didn't want the smell and you tried to hide it. That, that struggle's gone. You know, people don't have that problem anymore, I guess, you know, so parents may not even know. So, so I think this is amazing what you guys are doing. You know, I think it's really needed. And so is, is this kind of open for anybody, you know, to jump in? Is this, you know, The in-depth program is led by a trained adult facilitator, and the training is free. It's an online training. It takes about 45 minutes to complete, and it walks the facilitator through the curriculum and tips for supporting students as they as they go through this. So the, the target audience for in-depth is really those folks that are within the, the school. We actually have had some court systems that have used it as well. Um, or treatment facilities when they when a student is caught again um, an opportunity for them to to you know kind of intervene and and help that student so um, so it could be coaches it could be a, a, an administrator so like the student dean or the person who deals with the in school suspension those kinds of things so it's a short online training for the facilitator then they're able to download the curriculum, the teaching tools, the workbook for the students, all of those materials, again, are available um, for free of charge. So on the, the flip side of it, the extension of that is once we help these teens recognize that they're dependent on nicotine and they're ready for some help, um, it doesn't mean they come banging down the door, but when they recognize that they're dependent on nicotine, we also want to give them the tools to truly be able to quit. And it takes time to become addicted. It takes time to overcome that nicotine dependence. So it's important for us to be able to give them the tools for that. So we have a program called Not on Tobacco or Not, uh, which is an evidence-based program that's been around for over 25 years. 25 years ago, as I mentioned, it focused more on combustible cigarettes. It's now been enhanced to include all types of tobacco products, so including e-cigarettes and chewing tobacco and hookah and, you know, all kinds of, of other products. That program is a behavior change program. So it's more intense. It's a comprehensive approach. So we look at fitness and stress management and other life skills, communication skills, and identifying support people to help the team go through the quit process. They develop an individualized quit plan that they don't even quit in the program until about halfway through. So, again, the Lung Association offers a facilitator training course for this. There is a fee for that. It's a more intensive training. It is also available online, but there's a $400 fee for that training. Um, A facilitator who is trained in that program is certified for three years and has the opportunity for free recertification once that three years is up. But we, again, offer those tools to the facilitator online for them to learn how to implement the program, understand a little bit more about recruitment and referral. And in fact, they can use the in-depth program as one of those referral mechanisms, but how can they work with community partners and parents and other people to get referrals or get recommendations for students to to sign up and and take that program. So the Bakery Schools uh, Initiative Scholarship Program actually is to help offset the fee for that, the $400 facilitator registration fee to be able to, again, remove barriers from, um, you know, from, from schools who wouldn't be able to participate otherwise because they don't have the resources for that. Well, that's good news. So tell me, what's the process for somebody? You know, if we've got, you know, a teacher who says, you know what, I want to do this, 
not necessarily worried about. I don't even, I'm not worried about the scholarship. My school's got some budget or we've had someone who's helped out. The first step, it seems like now with everything is go online and sure. step one. <laughs> what's, what's it look like, you know, kind of from a, so if, we, if we've got, I'm kind of asking this just to kind of frame us up and kind of bring us, you know, so maybe kind of until we get there, I'm looking at time, kind of get us to a close, but a, I, what is that for somebody who may be watching this, who can say, you know what, I like this, I want to do it. I'm going to go mention to my principal or vice principal that I want to go do this. What information do we tell them? So it's like, hey, you go online, you fill this out, you, you know, you pay, it takes two weeks, takes five weeks, you know, what's that kind of roadmap look like so that they can get the green light? Sure. So as you said, first, first step really is it probably easiest is to go to lung.org, L-U-N-G.org. So that's our, our Lung Association website. And from there, you can find links for the in-depth program. It will take you right to the training platform. The registration for that is just an online answer, a couple of questions, and you're registered and, and have access immediately. The training is self-paced, so you log in, go online, and can go through that program you know, pretty easily. But it is also, um, you can stop and start if need be. We recognize that for some, you know, for some staff, they don't have an hour's straight time that they can, they can work through. The NAP program, it's the same process. Again, you can go on to lung.org forward slash NOT actually will get you to the page specifically for the NOT program, and it will link you then to the facilitator training page. You make that payment, fill out the registration information, and then you gain entry or access into the, the training program. The NOT training program takes about um, it's about six hours. Again, it doesn't have to be done all in one setting. You can start and do it 20 minutes at a time. So you, you have the, the flexibility to be able to do that. So, well, so, cool. so not, a, not a big leap, not a big leap for somebody. This is, even if you wanted to go spend, you know, an hour a week, you could do this in six weeks, worst case scenario. Right. So those are both um, access points for adults. I wanted to share also that we're, we're really excited. Just about a month ago, we launched an online version of the NOT program, the NOT on Tobacco program, the cessation program. So it's notforme.org. And if you go direct to notforme.org, that allows students to access an online version of the NOT program. So same behavior modification same content just put together a little bit differently and that's an eight session course available free of charge for teens they log in they have to put in a username and password and it walks them through the steps just like it would in the group facilitated program not the not program it, it walks them through it online so again trying to remove those barriers we may have some students where maybe there's not a facilitator trained in their school yet or maybe they started a program a couple of weeks ago and they're not accepting new, new students into the program. So they, they're anxious to get started. So notforme.org is a place that teens can go directly to get the help that they need to create a help plan, a quit plan and uh, go through the journey and the quit process just like they would if they were in the group program. That's awesome. Didn't realize that was even there. I must have missed my notes. It's a new, so. very new really excited about it so well that's amazing well we'll get some of these links and get them with the site and put them out with the show i think this is amazing what you're doing and i appreciate you spending some time with us today to 
tell us all this and hopefully we can get some of these, get some teachers, get some volunteers, get some people to help because it is needed. I think, like I said, I think it's the absence of knowledge. Like you said, there's plenty of people that would never pick up, you know, combustible. If I pick up some of your language, the combustible and light a cigarette, go, no, that's horrible. But meanwhile, they're walking around with a vape pen and, you know, their hand, not much of a difference. So hopefully we can get, get some people to help. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, well, I always tell everybody you have more important things to do than sit around and talk to me all day. So <laughs> I appreciate it very much. Love to have you come back. You know, maybe give us an update. We'll talk, you know, with some of the people locally here, see what we can do. And uh, thanks for coming by. Thank you so much for having me, Brandon. I really appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Have a good day. Thanks. You too.